0: His genius was to find the thing most precious to you and destroy it. One afternoon at the end of a school day, he came up behind my friend Karen, who was sporting a new woolly hat of a pale and pretty blue with a large fluffy bobble on the top. Brian seized the hat from Karen's head, ripped off the bobble, and threw it to the ground. I can still summon up the extraordinary feeling of liberation as the red mists descended. I wound up my right arm like Popeye and punched Brian in the face. It was a fantastic blow. Brian was knocked flat. As he made to get to his feet, his eye was already swelling shut. Most incredible of all, Brian was in tears. Only then did I realize that my David and Goliath moment had been witnessed by all the mothers arriving at the school gate to collect their children, my mother included one did not punch. I knew this from the number of times I'd been told off for fighting with my own younger brother. I imagined my punishment. I awaited my mum's reaction and the reactions of the other mothers at the gate. I was proudly unrepentant, but I knew I was also in any amount of trouble. The punishment never came. Someone, one of the teachers, I think, picked Brian up and brushed him down. There was laughter there was an air, astonishingly, of adult approval. My mum, who seemed embarrassed, took my hand and began to hustle me down the road. Well, what did he expect? One of her friends remarked above my head. She's a redhead. She's a redhead. I was five years old, and I had just learned two very important lessons. One, that the world has expectations of redheads, and two, that those expectations give you a license not granted to blondes or brunettes. I was expected to lose my temper. I dutifully produced appalling tantrums as a child. I was meant to be confident, assertive, and if I wished, slightly cookie. I could be a screwball. I could be fiery. As I grew older, the list of things I was allowed to do, simply because of the color of my hair, increased. I was allowed to be impulsive. I was allowed to be hot-blooded and passionate. Once I reached the age for boyfriends and relationships, it seemed I was almost required so to be. The assumptions and expectations the world made about me and my fellow redheads were endless. I must be Irish or Scottish. I must be artistic. I must be spiritual. Was I by any chance psychic? And I must be good in bed. There's a point where all those musts start taking on the tone of a command. She's a redhead. That was all the world need know, apparently, to know me. I grew up and the world got bigger, too. I taught English to a brother and sister from Sicily who were even redder haired and paler skinned and bluer eyed than I am. How did that happen? I travelled farther. I discovered new attitudes toward my red hair, not the same at all as those I had grown up with. Yet the common denominator in every reaction I experienced was this. Redheads were viewed as being different. And there has, of course, to be a point where you start asking yourself, why? Why these assumptions? What's their basis? Do they even have one? Why do they differ from one country to another? Why have they changed, or why have they not, from one century to the next? Where do redheads come from, anyway? The term red-headed, as a synonym for red hair, can be tracked back to at least 1565, when it appears in Thomas Cooper's Thesaurus Linguae Romani et Britannicae, otherwise known as Cooper's Dictionary. Now, Bishop Cooper's great work almost never saw the light of day at all. When it was half-completed, Cooper's wife, a shrew, according to that indefatigable chronicler John Aubrey, irreconcilably angry with him for neglecting her in favour of his studies, broke into his study and threw his papers on the fire. Aubrey does not record if she was a redhead too. Cooper's mighty achievement, admired by no less a redhead than Elizabeth I, who made its author Dean of Christchurch Oxford as a reward for his labours, is a building block of the English language and is believed to have been one of the most significant resources used by that great word smelter, William Shakespeare. But the specific chromosome responsible for red hair was only identified in 1995 by Professor Jonathan Rees of the Department of Dermatology at the University of Edinburgh. So for almost the entirety...